Is Jack Rosovic the number one centre that the Blue Jackets have been looking for all along? Plus, I talk all about how I would like to see Kent Johnson and Cole Sillinger play on a line together and who their other line mate could be. Plus, we won a game. So we're going to talk about all that and more on today's Locked On Blue Jackets. Locked On Blue Jackets, your daily podcast on the Columbus Blue Jackets. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked On Blue Jackets. You're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am, as always, your host, Jay Foster. And uh, today, we've got a lot of fun things to talk about, which is not always the case. So uh, we're going to talk about the win last night. Super exciting. We're going to talk about Jack Roslovic and how he's really upped his game in the last couple of, uh, well, weeks, but specifically games, because he has, like, five of the last 10 Blue Jackets goals all by himself or something. And we're going to talk about the debut of Ken Johnson and Nick Blankenberg, uh, how I thought they looked, and uh, who I think should play on a line with Ken Johnson next game. So uh, that is all coming up today. Before we get started, though, I do want to thank everyone for making this your first listen of the day. Locked Up Blue Jackets is free and available on all podcast platforms, and uh, I appreciate you. We are also on YouTube. So if you are not watching on YouTube, you should switch over there right now so uh, you can see the cool pictures I have on my wall and also the miscellaneous uh, hockey hats that I own because there's no such thing as too many beanies um, or toques, depending on where you come from. But uh, let's talk about the game because that was a lot of fun. Uh, It was looking a bit dicey right up until the... uh, the third period where it kind of got uh kind of they 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 took it away from the Habs, but uh I thought Montebo was was really good for the first two periods. Uh Jack Rosselbeck opens the scoring after you know fresh off of his hat trick with his overtime game winning goal. Scores his 16th of the season, uh assists to Line and Gavrikov. Uh Line has been pretty good. Uh he's been kind of quiet, you know, scorers are streaky, but he's been I think quietly kind of wrecking up the uh the assists, and uh, like I said, that's Jack Roslovic's 16th goal. He would go on to score his 17th goal. Uh, so he scored like four straight goals for the Blue Jackets over this game and the last game, I think, which is, uh, well, first of all, a little bit bonkers, but also uh, really, really fun. Uh, Roslovic has looked really good, and I don't know if it's, again, confirmation bias and uh, looking at things like that, but it's, uh, he seems to really be succeeding on that line with Nyquist and uh, Line. I like that a lot, obviously with Boone Jenner out, probably, I don't know that we see Boone Jenner again this season, which is such a shame because he was having such a good season, but uh, it'll be interesting to see if that line stays together for the rest of the season, because I quite like it. Uh, I don't know that it's very uh, defense competent, but I feel like every time those three are on the ice, something cool is happening. Uh, Gus Nyquist, it has been a Gus Nyquist has been such a weird and pleasant surprise this season, which is not to like discredit anything because I knew he was good, but I had him kind of penciled in as a guy that is good in the room and maybe good for you know thirty or forty points. 
but doesn't score a bunch and doesn't really affect the play a ton. But he's got some wheels on him. He's been really good, especially, you know, the past couple of games, uh, separating Varchek and Line A, which, I, again, I don't know that I super agree with, but he's that, that new look line of, of Rostovic and Line A and Nyquist has looked really, really good. And I am enjoying it a lot uh, just to uh, check in with how Roslovic is doing. Uh, he's currently on a career high in goals and points. He's one assist off his career high in assists. Uh, he had 34 points in 48 games last season for the Blue Jackets. He's at 38 in 73 at the minute. So uh, he's hit a career high and he's on a down year after last season. So uh, hopefully that continues. Uh, I don't know that he is the number one center of the future, but he's filling filling that gap right now, and he's doing a pretty good job. He's got five goals in his last two games, which, I mean, I think he went like 11 games without a goal, and now here he is making up for it. Um, I mean, the, the thing is that the Habs are not a very good team. Uh, I thought Montembeau did his best, uh, but I think the, the line of power play goal kind of was the beginning of the end, really, uh, near the second period. Really good to see Line A get a goal. Uh, it's been... I feel like it's probably been less long than I think it has been. Uh, his last goal was... Uh, well, he didn't have a goal in his last four games. So he scored last night. And then before that, his last goal was March 19th versus St. Louis. So one, two... He'd gone 10 games without a goal. Um, he did have... He had five points in those 10 games, five assists, but uh, not a very line-a-like stat line. He had three points last night, uh, including that power play goal. So, you know, hopefully he's back on track. He can finish strong. Uh, I would love to see him hit 30 goals, which seems doable. They've got eight games left and he's four away. Um Nick Suzuki, who I am constantly saying nice things about, decided to betray me and uh, set Ryan Paling up for a power play goal of the Habs' own. Made it 3-1 with a couple of minutes left in the second period. Uh, the Blue Jackets did not actually allow a goal in the first or the, op or for, in the opening or the closing minute of any period, which is super exciting for me personally, a person who has watched them do that a bajillion times this season. Uh, and then in the third period, Cole Sillinger gets his 13th of the year. Uh, Nick Blankenberg gets his first NHL point uh, on a secondary assist. We're going to talk about Blankenberg and Johnson's debuts in just a minute. Bill Bemstrom finishes off his sixth of the season. Uh, points for Voracek and Sillinger in that. Uh, two point nights for all of those guys. And uh, it's 5-1. The Habs did... I want to say the Habs did their best, but did they? Um... It was it was fun. It was, it was uh, kind of a stressful first period because the Blue Jackets didn't seem to be able, couldn't seem to be able to score beyond that like one really weird stupid goal that went in off of um, off of Montembo. And I thought for the first two periods he was really good. So uh, Blue Jackets, I don't want to say got lucky because I think in any sense of the word they should have beaten the Habs soundly. But uh, it's reassuring to see them finish strong when they didn't have a fantastic. First period, I don't think. Uh, in a minute, we're going to talk about the game in a little bit more detail. We're going to talk about 
Johnson and Blankenberg's uh, debuts and how cool that was. But first, I've got to tell you about Bet Online because if I had put money on the game last night, I might have put money on Kent Johnson scoring a goal before Nick Blankenberg gets his first point. Uh, I would have lost that money, but I could have gone to betonline.net and placed a bet. BetOnline is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports information. You can find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs and the start of the Major League Baseball season. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting, wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. They've got boxing, they've got UFC, they've got... They've got your Vegas casino games. If you are a blackjack kind of guy, then they've got blackjack for you. So head to the website today. That is betonline.net. Or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action because BetOnline is where the game starts. So let's talk Kent Johnson uh, because I think he's who everyone was excited to see, honestly. Um... I, I thought he had a, a pretty solid debut. Uh, he had a couple of flashes where I was like, okay, he's doing that because he could do it in college. And you could kind of see him recalibrate and realize that he wasn't going to be able to do that against NHL players. Um, didn't get on the score sheet, but had uh, had some really good looks, I thought, played just over 10 minutes. Uh, he, played ele- he played 11 minutes and five seconds, got his first NHL penalty. Uh, which I thought was extremely, extremely funny. Uh, didn't end up with a shot on goal, but uh, he didn't end up getting any credit for it officially because obviously the puck didn't go in, but he had a beautiful breakaway pass to, um, I believe, Arthur Bjorkstrand, who had a two-on-one with uh, Gus Nyquist, I think it was, because of line-changing weirdness. Um, and... Puck didn't go in, Bjork had shot it off the side of the net, but it was a really nice little taste of, oh, that's, I could see that pass happening like a dozen times next season. Um, I really liked that line of uh, Danforth and Johnson and Bjorkstrand. I like Danforth a lot, but if we gave that line a real center, that could be super fun. Um Honestly, uh, Tony Ferrari was uh, was talking about this. We're going to have Tony Ferrari on the show uh, next week sometime to talk about Ken Johnson. But uh, he was talking about how fun it's going to be to see Ken Johnson set up Cole Sillinger for the next 10 years. And uh, I agree. Uh, I I really liked that line. But if you put Cole Sillinger in Danforth's place, I think that that could be, especially, you know, when, when they've done... Um, when they've developed a little bit more and, you know, it's not an 18-year-old and a 19-year-old still kind of finding their way in the league. I mean, like, maybe this time next season, I would love to see a line like that. Bjorkstrand is pretty defensively responsible. He's such a good transition player. Uh, he drives the play like almost no one else on the Blue Jackets, I think. Uh, and he's old enough, I think, to be a stabilizing presence on that line of, you know, the two young guns and uh, an old man Bjorkstrand, which is extremely funny because he's like 27. Um, but yeah, that's that's what I like. I didn't hate the 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 line that he was on. Obviously, you know, Danforth has, has had a really good season considering he was uh, not on the opening night roster last night, uh, the opening night roster this season and has somehow managed to carve out a space in, in this Rostar, obviously, you know, losing Alex Texier 
for the season has been has been rough. I don't think he's coming back this year. I think maybe next year we'll we'll see him again. Um, but yeah, he's done he's done really well. Uh, that was that was a fun line. Uh, I would like to see. I'd have liked to see a little more ice time for Johnson. Honestly, this was probably the easiest game that the Blue Jackets gonna have going down the stretch. Uh, I think it's basically all playoff teams. Uh, so they're playing next. They've got uh, Los Angeles playoff team, Anaheim not playoff team, San Jose not playoff team, Ottawa not playoff team, uh, and then they're finishing off with Edmonton. Two games against Tampa Bay and Pittsburgh, and. Like the game against Ottawa aside, I uh, this might have been the game to really let Ken Johnson fly. Uh, he was on the second power play unit, which I love to see. Uh, I thought they had some really great chances. Uh, they didn't end up scoring in the in power play. Uh, oh no, they got one, but it was the the first unit with Patrick Laine. So uh, there's there's that. But all in all, I think it was a pretty a pretty solid debut for him and uh, Fendick Blankenberg, who also, I thought, went out there with uh, with a purpose. He uh, laid a bunch of big hits. He got his first NHL points. Uh, he had a really beautiful, like, starfish sprawl, which I don't necessarily think is the right idea all the time, but to break up a two-on-one, uh, blocked a shot. He, for a little guy, he plays like he's much bigger, uh, which is, you know, kind of what Bailey Johnson said when I talked to her earlier this week about Nick Blankenberg. He uh, he looked good. He looked pretty good. He played about 16 minutes, I think, which is uh, way more than I expected, honestly. Uh, he played, yeah, 16-46. So uh, look forward to, to seeing him. And I believe as uh, as I am actively recording this, the Blue Jackets have sent Jake Christensen down to the Monsters, which is kind of a shame for Christensen because I really like his game. But the Blue Jackets clearly have decided. Well, I don't think they've decided. I think that they think that they're going to give Blankenberg the rest of the season. There's no point burying him in the Monsters. They might as well let him play. Uh, NHL hockey, see what they've got, and then you know maybe they extend him next season, which would be I would I would I would like to see it. Dot gif. Um, so Christensen will go back down to the monsters and presumably play a bajillion minutes down there. Blankenberg will get plenty of ice time up here, and uh, everything's everything's all good. We're uh, we are having a great time here that's kind of all i've got for you today on locked on blue jackets tomorrow i will be talking to sarah avampato of locked on los angeles kings uh we're going to be checking in with how the kings are doing uh spoiler alert all of their defensemen are dead so that could be a, an interesting game they did just get uh curb stomped by the avalanche which i think happens to the best of us so they're probably going to be mean and angry so we're going to talk to sarah about all of that tomorrow and uh Probably on Saturday as well. Sarah and I always seem to find a lot to talk about. So maybe you'll get a double helping of uh, Squadcast from me and Sarah this weekend. Uh, like I said, we're going to talk to... I'm talking to Tony Ferrari this weekend about Ken Johnson and his debut. So we'll uh, we'll take a look at him in a little more detail. Uh, and we'll get that episode to you either on Saturday or Monday. And uh, I have been Jay Foster. You can find me on Twitter at LO underscore Blue Jackets.
Mm, no, that's the show Twitter. You should go there if you want to follow the show. If you would like to follow me, you can find me at underscore Jacob Foster, J-A-K-O-B-F-O-R-S-T-E-R. If you're watching on YouTube, then uh, I am at the bottom of the screen, so you can find out how to spell it. If you have comments, questions, criticisms, you can email me at lockedonbluejackets at gmail.com. Thank you once again for making this your first listen or your first watch of the day, even though I am uh, currently recording this at 11.16 a.m. It's probably not your first listen or your first watch, but whenever you are watching, I appreciate you. I appreciate all my listeners, uh, but if you want to go over and hit subscribe on uh, YouTube, then you could be entered to win a... Uh, Signed, no, it's not signed, a Rick Nash commemorative puck from his Jersey retirement night. So uh, when I hit 100 subscribers over on YouTube, I'm going to be giving that away. So make sure you go over there. And uh, I think that's that's everything in my little, my little outro. So uh, have a good Thursday. And until tomorrow, make sure you stay locked on. <laughs>